0: Those hands together and help me welcome evangelist Pastor BJ with prophetic citations as she gives the words of the nations for the hour. Come on, everybody, give it up for her. Come on, here, clap those hands, all ye people, and glorify the Lord, for he is worthy to be praised, King of kings and the Lord of lords. You know, the Bible says in the book of Psalms 24 and 7, lift up your head, O ye gates, and be lifted up.
1: Hello everyone, this is Teresa Perkins, editor and host of Exposure, Spotlight Magazine, where your voice matters. Today is a very special day. And I am very proud to interview a great friend of mine. She is a counselor, motivational speaker. She's a minister, a producer, writer, director, a singer, and so much more. In 2015, she produced her first single, called The King of Glory, that has been hit the charts extremely well. In 2019, she released a stage play and book called The King of Us, which is in relation to her CD. It gives me great honor to introduce to you Pastor Bridget Johnson, also known as Pastor BJ. How are you doing? I am blessed. How are you doing, Teresa? Oh, I'm doing fantastic. Thank you so much for asking. Uh, Look, yeah. you are a pioneer, OK, with many gifts and talents. Can you tell us, how did you get to where you are as a, right now as a pastor, producer, and director? <laughs> Oh, well, do you have in about an hour? (laughs) (laughs) We have all the time you need. (laughs) um,
0: Before I answer that, you know, Teresa, I would like to say I am so honored to uh, be a part of Exposure uh, Spotlight magazine. You're doing great things. I have seen God do some tremendous things, open some tremendous doors uh, with you. And it's a, it's a pleasure. And I think God is not finished. It's only the beginning.
1: Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate that so much. And coming from you, I don't take that lightly. Thank you so much. <laughs> so let's get back to the question at hand. How did I
0: get to where I am now? Um, uh, to be honest, Teresa, I never thought I would be a pastor. <laughs> mm. uh, Coming up, um, I came up in a somewhat of abusive uh, family. My dad was an alcoholic, so that put a strain on the family, as well as my mom and his marriage. And so it kind of left me scarred. Um, I was very bashful, shy, timid. And some people look now and say, nah. I don't believe that, but yes, I was scared of people. I was scared of crowd of people, and um, I stayed to myself, and I had very few words. I think now I make up for it, <laughs> but um, anyway, and uh, God delivered me. He came in my life. Um, I knew God had a call on my life at a young, young age. I just didn't know how to embrace it uh go about it and um as i grew i grew in the knowledge of christ and uh, i started operating um in the gifts that god has given me to give back uh, to the community you know as far as pastoring you know i never forget my husband and i we were doing bible study um in our home when we moved to baton rouge from Walker and um we were um <laughs> praying and mm-hmm. one day after bible study my husband says, I think the house is getting a little too uh, uh, small for the crowd. So I think we need to open up a building. And so we began to pray about it. And um, God uh, gave us an opportunity to uh, get a building. And we start, you know, having church. And it never dawned on me, Teresa, that it was called being a pastor. Yes. <laughs> I just, it just looked like we were just moving from... A uh, house, to a, a building, to do Bible study, not looking at it as being pastors. And I tell you what, when the reality hit me, I cried some, Teresa. It was like I was sentenced to <laughs> I don't know what. And, uh, I did because I knew uh, what it called for as being a pastor and the dedication and the sacrifices that is, you know, that is made. And so when God moved us to that arena, you know, it really was a, a bittersweet for me in the beginning and until, you know, we began to walk in and God began to open up doors when we were able to purchase our own building where we are now. And so uh, here I am, you know, as my husband and I, we both uh, pastor um, the church and um, it's been challenging, but yet it's a it's an office that I wouldn't trade uh, for nothing in the world. Um, Being there for people, meeting people needs, you know, emotionally, uh, sometimes financially, you know, spiritually and um, just all of the above. And so um, that's how it came about as far as, you know, pastoring and we've been pastoring over 20 years. So wow. got a lot of years on
1: our belt. That is awesome. It is. That is awesome. So awesome. So look, share with us, if you don't mind, uh, just a little bit twist and turn, and then we're going to even get back to, um, you know, your are ministering and all of that. But really the things that you're doing, you're ministering, I mean, when it comes to your stage play production, uh, look, tell us a little bit about King of Alls, because Like I said uh, earlier, it has really hit the charts and people wanting your CD and purchasing it all over the country, the world. And uh, I think people just need to know more too about the King of Oz, if you don't mind sharing that. Okay, sure, I I don't
0: mind. You know, um, of course I was sitting um, watching TV one day and I saw, I was watching the King, the Wizard of Oz. And um, I know the Wizard of Oz has been translated um, into the junior whiz, uh, the regular Wiz, you know. So I said, man, wouldn't it be awesome if we had one that was somewhat geared toward that, but it was gospel where it talked about the issues that plague our community and uh, to bring it, you know, and put it into uh, performing arts and bring it to the stage. And so um, I thought about it a little bit, but didn't think much of it. And as time progressed, it became more heavy and heavy in my spirit. And at that time, I was on Fox 44. I had a TV talk show talk show called Format for Making a Difference. And it was dealing with community issues. And I would bring people on who's making a prominent difference within the community. And um, I woke up uh, about two years ago uh, in January and I woke up and God said, this is the year to write. And I'm like, okay, to write what? Um, You remember two years ago, I brought um, that to your attention, how it would be great to have a gospel um, on the lines of the Wizard of Oz. And I'm like, okay. He says, this is the year to write. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, but I don't know how to write. He says, I'm gonna teach you how to write. And so I had so much on my plate at the time. I had UWM, which was the United Women Outreach Ministry uh, that we were uh, doing in the uh, inner city, uh, feeding the home, um, the hungry. uh, What we were doing, tutoring. uh, We was doing so much conference, um, different things like that um, into the community. And so my plate was real full. And so when I woke up two years ago, In January, God said, call Fox 44 and give them your 30 day notice. And I'm like, oh my God. And so I called my husband. I said, I said, you know what? I said, I'm about to give Fox 44 my 30 day notice. And he says, what? What's wrong? I say, nothing is wrong. Matter of fact, everything is going great. Our our fan base had built up to the point where people was looking at uh, format for making a difference on purpose and wasn't accidentally, you know, dropping in, but they were looking at it on purpose. And, you know, and so that was a blessing. We were at the highlight of format for making a difference. And for God to come in and say, look, (laughs) put in your 30-minute notice. They just blew my mind. And so, um, I called uh, Fox 24 and I told them I was putting in my 30 uh, day notice and they were like, is something wrong? Did we do something wrong? Uh, what's wrong? We are fixing it because I had been with them like two years. So we, have, we had built a business partnership. And so I said, no, nothing is wrong. I said, but my, my, my time here for now is up. God is moving me in another direction. And so I, I put in my 30 week notice and I start writing. And um, when I started writing, God gave me the title, The King of Us. And a lot of people don't know UZ, where it comes from, but it's really an actual place in the Bible. In the book of Job, the Bible said that Job uh, was the richest man in the East, in the land of Us. So it's really a real place it's not a fairy tale Hmm. it's really a real place um us where job lived and so i just began to write and it took me about um about four months it took me about four months to write with everything off my plate it took me about four months to write and i wrote and then i started having you know auditions and of course i was honored to have you you was one of the um,
1: uh, judges. You remember? Yes, I do. I do. Yeah, you a one privilege and your... honor too to be a part of that. Yes. Yeah. You was one of the judges,
0: as long with a couple more people um, who's uh, uh, very, you know, eager to help out and um, help pick the cast for the King of Us. And so from there, God start blessing. Um, I mean, we start writing the songs, the original songs. All our songs for the King of Us is original. And man, I could not have did it without Carol. Carol. She is awesome. She's a great writer, great musician. Um, With her, uh, uh, By My Side, you know, we did that. And we started uh, touring from May. May 4th of last year was our first time bringing the production to the stage. And from then on, we were booking every month. every month we were booking up until the end of last year and it was our endeavor to start touring this year in uh march we had our first production out in walker louisiana of course COVID said otherwise and so here we are you know uh in a pandemic that still have a great stage play that so many people that i feel need to see it and we deal with so many issues yeah. issues such as uh, uh gang and gun violence rape and molestation uh cancer uh, we deal with pk kids preacher's kids we deal with our uh, domestic violence um it, it was just so much bullying suicide man we dealt with all of that and so many people walked away from that stage play so blessed by it you know and so I'm just honored that God used me uh, to produce to write it and direct it and it was very challenging Teresa it was times I'm gonna tell you I thought I was just gonna lose my little mind
1: (laughs) and that was one of the questions I was gonna ask you what were some of the challenges that you you know that you faced, you know doing that that production and being really as a producer, period. What, what are some of the challenges that you had?
0: Well, I'm gonna tell you, you know, our first challenge is always us. We are our worst critic. And so um, there's a saying, inner me. Inner me is the enemy. Inner me is the inner So the mm-hmm. enemy is gonna always start with inside of us. And so I had to deal with that ghost first. And what I mean by that, being that I had never been a producer, I had I had never wrote a script, I had wrote a song in 2015, but I promise you a song is nothing like a hundred page script and, and putting character and personality to it. And I had became my worst enemy. And I remember someone asking me as far as producing, Well, have you ever produced a stage play before? And I'm like, no. And, you know, and that began, I began to question myself, you know, are you capable of doing this? And so those were one of the challenges uh, that I had that people were going to see me as not as a producer or a director and and not support the work. Uh, But God blew my mind. You know, Baton Rouge was so good to us. Uh, when we brought the uh, King of Us to the stage, um, we sold out. We had over 500 and we had to turn people down. That was our first uh, production date May 4th. And people were wanting it all over and I give God the glory and the honor, you know. So those were some of my challenges as a a producer, um, as a director, you know, just kind of pretty much uh, feeling my way, learning as I go and God teaching me And so he sent me a great cast. They were awesome, great talent, so gifted, you know, multi-talented. And so uh, that helped me out as well. That was less work that I had to do. So um, that's pretty much some of the challenges uh, that I had. Me being my worst critic and, you know, having to hear some negativity of uh, you didn't go to school for this, you know, I, I, I know that. Uh, but I'm trusting God, so it really was a faith walk for me, and God
1: really proved Himself
0: faithful.
1: Well, I would say that He did because it was a spectacular um, production. Amen. Awesome, as if you had 20 years or more of experience of putting that together. So when God gives you something, anyway, He's going to give you every guidance and direction and the platform. He's going to put it all together for you, and you did just that. Uh, Of course, you know, in this country and this world, and as long as you're dealing with people, (laughs) you're going to always have some type of uh, negativity and we have to learn. We take those negative, you know, negativism, and we learn from them. I consider them to be constructive criticism, but however, still at this point in moment, I will say this. You did a wonderful job and I believe that you're just going higher and higher. God is doing some uh, some great things with you uh, in your production. So just keep on keeping on, no matter what it looks like and what the circumstances and the trials and the tribulations because we're going to have those. And we yes. just have to learn and grow from them as well. So from my understanding, yes. Pastor BJ is working on another great production, right?
0: Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> if you- if you can see behind me, this is the banner. Uh, coming to the stage 2021, um, Can't Breathe.
1: Stage can't Breathe.
0: Can't breathe. Now tell know? us,
1: how did you come up with that title?
0: Well, that wasn't hard, <laughs> you know. Of course, of course, it was during the pandemic, and we had so much time, um, you know, on our hands, um, thinking. Some people writing books, just different things like that. And of course, during my times of uh, uh, being in uh, shut in, uh, looking at uh, the pandemic, um, looking at um, racism that was at an all time high, still at an all time high. Uh, police brutality it was at its highest as well as black on black crime. And so God began to speak to me, you know, um, you see a lot of um, people have platforms as far as um, going to the uh, state capitol, marching and just different things like that to express how they feel about racism and the injustice in this country. But God spoke to me and he says, I have given you a platform which is performing arts mm. Take that issue which is a big issue and put it on a platform into performing arts you know that way it'll bring all of us together under one roof you know and so i begin to do that and i begin to um partner with another production company uh rosalind allen production company and she and i Begin to put our heads together because two heads are better than one, and so uh, we begin to co-write um, together. And we just finished up our produ- our auditions uh, for "Can't Breathe," and we have some awesome. Once again, we have an awesome cast. They are very talented. Uh, matter of fact, I have a couple of them that are coming over from "The King of Us." They following me, so I'm excited about that. I'm humbled. That they still, you know, that they didn't want to follow me from one stage play to the next. That speaks volumes to me. And so um, we're excited about what God is doing with uh, Can't Breathe. Ho- hopefully, we can bring it um, to the stage uh, if COVID will allow us in 2021. And so, once again, we're super, super excited about that.
1: Oh, that is great. That is so awesome. Now, you know, of course, you know, you spoke about I can't breathe. And, you know, of course, I know that a lot of that, like you said, that wasn't probably hard for you to come up with that title. However, with the racism and everything that has taken place, are those some of the things that we can look forward to seeing in the stage play? Are you going to emphasize some of that? or? Can you oh, give yeah, us a little, just a little piece, a little something of what you're going to, sh- you know, actually showcase? Yes, ma'am, most definitely. Um, can't Breathe, of
0: course, does deal, once again, as I first stated, deal with the issues. Uh, but me being a pastor, you always want to bring balance um, to any situation, any issue. And the balance to me is always keeping Christ, um as the centrology of it all. And sometimes we try to get solutions and results without God. And so that's what my play embraces that we deal with the issues, but as well we deal with the solution, not a solution. We deal with the definite article of the solution, which is God, because God is the one that comes in and changes a man's heart from, from, uh, uh, from being prejudiced to love mm-hmm. and so if we're gonna win this uh war called racism we're gonna have to do it through god and that's one of the things i want to stress so bad there's nothing wrong with marching you know there's nothing wrong with talking to our officials and and you know uh uh voting in people who's going to make great change in that arena there's nothing wrong with that but at the end of the day please let's not keep god out of the equation because right. it's because God is love. Yes, and if you're gonna see a change in in, in 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 people's lives, you got you cannot change a person's um, actions without changing their heart. Hmm. And so sometimes we go by the wrong way. We try to change their actions without changing their heart. You change a man's heart and then his actions is gonna automatically follow. And so and that's my belief. And so that, those are one of the trajectories that we're bringing to the table concerning um, can't breathe. And I want to bring balance. I want to bring balance just as much as we have uh, police brutality, as well as we have black on black crime. So not only are uh, the police is taking some of our young black men out, but some of our black men taking our own black men out. Come on now. So we, we just have a Across the board, and I want to bring balance to that. And my uh, subtitle uh, to Can't
1: Breathe is It's Not Black, It's Not White. Yes. But Right. <laughs> I like that. Not Black, Not White, but Right. You're absolutely correct. And, 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 we, and we have
0: right. a, 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 a multi <laughs> uh, uh, cultural uh, cast. So we do have Caucasians in our uh, stage. In I refuse to bring Kent breathe to the stage if I can't have both uh, African American, brown, Caucasians in it, because it takes all of us to tell the story. It's not one side, it's not just a black issue. It's not a white issue, but it's what's right, doing what is right. And so that's what I'm bringing to the table and not all policemen are bad, right. mind you. We need need the good police because some of these people can be acting kind of, so you know we need police, we need order Uh, in our city, we need order in our state, you know so we need need our police officers so everybody is not bad and so those are the type of um, things that I want to bring to the table and they can't breathe in braces Um, not black not white but we want to bring right. We want to bring balance to the
1: table and keep God in the equation. That is awesome. So, what time frame? And I know with the pandemic is really kind of hard and tough to say. But yes. do you have a set time or goal, perhaps, of in 2021 that perhaps maybe we'll be seeing "I Can't Breathe" production?
0: Yes. Well, like I said, if COVID, you know, treat us good and and God, you know, come on in and 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 kick COVID on out of here. Um, Hopefully, we're looking at late spring, late spring. Okay. Hopefully, we can bring it um, late spring. And um, like I said, if all goes well, you know, with COVID and just different things like that, where we're able to congregate, even we're working on, even if COVID, even if we're still in, you know, I don't know, level two or even to move to level three, where we are able to come together with some percentage of people being in the building, we're still uh, kind of working on uh, a plan B or even something virtually. So, because we believe this is a stage play that everybody needs to see and it's going to bring uh, balance and open it up, uh, you know, the eyes of the people and uh, hopefully we can come up uh, with a solution. Do I think um, this stage play is gonna uh, solve the racism problem? No, I don't think nothing is gonna solve the racism problem. I think racism is gonna be here till Jesus Christ come back, but we can have it better. We can make it equal across the board. We can have
1: justice in our justice system. That, that I do believe. Yes, I agree with you as well. Yeah. Uh, I think this is great. I'm excited. Can't wait to see it. And you <laughs> did mention about virtual. Uh, right. I think that would be great because one thing we cannot do is allow the pandemic to hold us back on the, yeah. things, on the things that God has us to do. So right. could that be something that's on the back burner or the or, or concern or consideration of maybe doing the play or some parts of it virtually? Is that something could be considered? Or have you all thought about it? You and Ms. Roslyn? You know, I uh, I'll always
0: say, you know, when there's a purpose, there is a push. And we as a people have to learn how to push our purpose right through, you know? And so uh, that's where we are. We have to get creative. You know, as the pandemic, you know, do what it's doing. We as people who are creative, uh, those that have purpose and, and those that have dreams, we have to get creative and say, God, you know, uh, what can we do to um, bring uh, this vision of this dream to the table when we can't congregate? And so uh, God is going to always have a ram in a bush. He's going to always have a platform in which we can operate and bring our, our dreams to fruition. So most definitely uh, going virtual would be one of the uh, avenues that we would be looking at to bring uh, can't breathe uh, to the
1: stage. Okay. Well, look, let me ask you this, too, before we end our, our conversation, and it's been wonderful. I, I really have enjoyed, enjoyed it tremendously. But as a pastor or minister, in what capacity has the pandemic impacted perhaps your church or just the church in general and those who are believers?
0: Well, it has um, impacted uh, very heavily. Uh, like I said, emotionally um, financially, uh, spiritually, across the board, uh, the pandemic uh, has um, affected us. Um, me personally, I believe the pandemic uh, can be used as an awakening. Uh, did God bring it? No, but is He allowing it? Probably so. you know Because sometimes we need an awakening of ourselves and our surroundings. And so it has impacted um, our churches so tremendously. Um, those that have about ten or twenty members now have to go virtually. Where virtually was only for churches that was mega, you know. Now you got churches of, 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 of all uh, caliber having to go virtual. Whether you have ten members, whether you have a thousand members, everybody, you know, is going virtual because everybody is afraid. Um, you know of, of the pandemic um so like i said the pandemic is real and so we do want to honor the restrictions as, as far as social distancing but it's had it has impacted tremendously um as, as far as pastoring um you know trying to uh keep your flock those that are around you, encouraged, um, seeing uh, the light in all of this. You know, sometimes it can be hard to see a light in a dark situation, you know. And um, as pastors, special as pastors, as leaders, we have to stay before God and making sure that we are encouraged so we can encourage others that is around us and be that voice and that platform for those um Uh, that can't speak Um, and I always say you cannot give what you don't have and so as leaders we have to constantly be before God and making sure uh, that we are encouraged and knowing uh, that trouble don't last always you know that it might be dark times now uh, but the light is coming and it is already here and so just for the manifestation you know time that it will come up on the scene and the pandemic will be history. So yes. on that note, it has been um, a, a great hardship in in all areas, financially. Like I said, uh, some people, sad to say, has fallen away. You know, by the wayside and all of this. Some people are depressed. You'd be surprised. Uh, so many church people are on depression medicine, just yes. just coping you know, just coping, you know, just don't have that coping mechanism because nobody really saw this pandemic coming. It it didn't come through the front door. (laughs) It came like a thief and a robber. It came through the windows and through the back door, you know, and so, and it's robbing and it's taking our loved ones with them, you know, so, you know, my heart goes out to everybody that has lost loved ones and friends because of this pandemic. I know pastors and leaders who lost their fight to this pandemic you know so it's it's hurting people on all levels you know and and we must stay diligent and we must stay you know uh, before God you know and keep uh, our loved ones and our family and our friends before you know before God that we can that we can ride this thing through and then yes. can...
1: let me ask you this too do you think that this pandemic is 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 creating or will create a new world order?
0: Well, I tell you what—it's—it's um, it's headed that way. You know, the Bible talks about precept upon precept, line upon line. You can't—you can't get to Z without going A, B, C and, and the list go on and on. So there, it—I it, think it's setting up uh, to some degree for uh, prophecy in time. I most definitely believe that—that that it is a setup. Uh, for the end time prophetic uh for those um that embrace and believe in the prophetic and one thing i like about prophetic it it works and it's gonna happen whether you believe in it or not <laughs> you know it's like jesus christ just because you doesn't believe in him doesn't make him jesus christ right. you know it it, it, be, it become your loss so i do believe that it is setting up uh you know for world order and that's a whole nother taping all by itself right. uh when you're dealing with uh, end time pro- uh, prophetic, and dealing with you know diseases and certain um, viruses that can't be cured, and and just the different ways that our political arena is handling it has become an end time prophetic. It's not so much um, the disease itself, but it's the way that our government is handling it that's opened the door to the end time prophetic. If if, if you can understand that, if I make yeah. myself clear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's it's across the board. So yes, I, I do believe, but I believe this Teresa as well. I believe that um, once we get over um, the pandemic uh, of COVID nineteen, if it's not that, it's going to be something else. So mm-hmm. always tell people to prepare in your heart uh, for the end time um, prophecy. You know these things is going to be. They're gonna happen. Is how we handle them that determines um, our victory and our outcome
1: and our triumph. So, and you know, and the key to that, and you mentioned it earlier. It's a four-letter word: uh-huh. L O V E. That uh-huh. is the key. And when people gather that, then this yes. world will be a better place, and there will will be a difference of things that we will see. But as long yes. as people Continue to have the hatred. That's uh, right. Allow the racism and different things to take place in their heart, like you said, because that is the first thing that God sees is our heart. So with that being said, um, people do need to have love. And I think about the song that my dad recorded Mm -hmm. uh, before he passed away. And that song is, the world needs more love. Yes. And yes. that is so true. Yes, and so there will be a difference and can be a difference if people will have that. If they that's have L-O-V-E. So and you I know, agree with you tremendously.
0: You know, Teresa, um, that's the cure to hate is love. Yes. But the reality of it is everybody won't embrace love. So you're going to always have people with hatred, you know, and so uh, that's what we're dealing with. Um, but we can make this world a better place. Yeah. Um, love, um, where love can uh, overpower or overshadow those that do decide to hate. Because love and hate, it is a, a choice. Mm. You have to choose that. Right. You have to choose to want to love. You have to choose whether you want to hate or not hate. That, those, 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 are learned, those are learned behaviors. You know, and so just like you learn them, you can un- you can unlearn them.
1: Yep. Yeah, I agree. Well, look, this interview and conversation I'm gonna say with you, Pastor BJ, Pastor Bridget Johnson has been wonderful. I have enjoyed every bit of it. I would like for you to share with our listening audience before we leave. Yes. What message or encouragement that you can leave and give them to help them to uh, get to uh, get through their day-to-day um, tasks and to know that uh, there's a light there is a light that we all will get to and um, and you even mentioned that there is a light as of right now Some people may, maybe seeing some dark times or what have you because we do have to face reality that there are some dark times and there are uh, situations that may not look as bright as others but we are definitely I know that you can and I would love for you to to give some type of message or encouragement to those that are listening because people are really truly going through something. They're losing uh, loved ones. Um, if they're not losing them, they're in the hospital. They're they're sick and don't even know if they're gonna, uh, you know, gonna see their loved ones again or what have you. So, um, you know, if you can, please just give some type of encouragement or a message or something before we end our conversation. Okay, Teresa, and I just wanna say it has been an honor and a pleasure
0: to be on Exposure uh, Spotlight Magazine. It's it's been an honor. Um, I want to leave with those uh, that are listening, that are viewing, uh, some words of encouragement. I wish I had something new to tell you, Uh, but there's no new thing under the sun that the Bible says. Old-fashioned, Teresa, we're just going to have to go Back to trusting God,
1: Yes.
0: not trusting in ourselves, not trusting in the material things that we have, that we possess, not even trusting in the gifts and the talents and they are all fine and good. But I tell you what, when your back is against the wall and you're going through COVID, uh, those gifts and those talents can't do anything for you. Hmm. you know? And so on that note, we have to simply Go back to trusting God, a four-letter word, but that means and carries so much volume. T-R-U-S-T, trust. T-R-U-S-T, trust. We have to go back to trusting God. And that's that's my answer. That's my only solution. We're going to have to trust God because it's him that is in control. Yes. And it's not us. So if we trust Him, that is the Creator of all things, then He is the one that can bring us out. If He brought us out back then, He's capable of bringing us out now, because He is a right now God. He is the present help. He's omnipotent and He's omnipresent. And if we hold on to that with everything that we got. Even with those loved ones uh, that are going through COVID and you're watching them take their last breath on that oxygen machine. I have seen so many people give so many testimonies that my mom or my dad was on that oxygen machine, but God walked in that room. Hope walked in that room. The doctor of all doctors walked in that room and breathed the breath of life. And my mom and my dad is now breathing on their own. Know that God can do it, and that's that's my final words. You have to believe that God can do it with everything in you. Don't look for no new thing. There's no new solution. It's Jesus, and it's gonna always be Jesus.
1: Yes, Amen, sister. (laughs) Look, uh, I agree with you 150 above percent. (laughs) Look, He is the answer to all things, and I hope that you're. Uh, your encouragement or your message uh, has helped someone um, just to get through, um, you know, their day or their their yeah. week or their month, just know that God, if you continue to trust, trust God and love him, then all yeah. things will come together. Um, people need to know that. So those of you who are listening, I hope you are and have been encouraged by Pastor Bridget Johnson, in some type of way. I know she has encouraged me tremendously, as always. And uh, I appreciate this, um, this opportunity to interview you, because you are definitely worthy of it. And God has so much more for you as well. And greater is coming. And we appreciate the things that God has done at this very moment. The things that we do, we have to appreciate to know that God still allows us to be here for a purpose and a reason, but we want to encourage those who lost their loved one, just know that God he's he's, God is a God of all no matter what it may seem like, just know that he's there. He he would never leave us he says that in the Bible he he would never leave us Mm -hmm. nor forsake us Just always remember that. That's right. And to remember that in the beginning was the word of God. Amen. Um, I do want you to share with everyone if they have an interest in just reaching out to you Um, to where they can contact you in some type of way maybe it's an actor it's a singer a musician or just someone a a booking agent or a promoter who would love to have you to uh you know showcase the play to uh, you know you go on this tour that you can go to city to city and who knows even to another country or what have you so can you give that information how people can reach you uh, in doing that. Yes, yes, ma'am, most definitely.
0: Uh, you can reach me at area code 225 287 4369. And I do have a website, but I'm in transition of bringing it up to par uh, since the pandemic. Uh, so but you can reach me um, at that number as well as just quickly you know i have the king of us amen game as well oh yeah to-
1: yeah we have yeah. to discuss that
0: for <laughs> sure. i know another time and i have the book as well it is awesome uh right now i'm uh, dealing with the manufacturing uh for um the game and so hopefully uh i have some hopefully maybe by the end of this year and um Anytime you want to get in touch with me or pick up my book or a game, um, you can always come um, at our place of business, JJ's Inspection. That's 6710 Plank Road, Baton Rouge, Louisiana seven zero eight one one. You can always uh, reach out there and get in touch with me. And are so, you taking uh, any pre orders uh, on your games? Well, well, the games will be here pretty soon. Um, okay. If, but if I do have uh, people that do want to pre-order, most definitely I-, I will work with them uh, concerning uh, that. But I'll tell you what, you want this game in your possession. It, I mean, it's it's awesome. And it's not because I uh, created it, but it's because God is the
1: author of it. All right, now.
0: <laughs> I like it. It's super exciting. Um, game time is family time. And so you will <laughs> love
1: the game. That's awesome. Also, they can reach you on social media as well, right?
0: That's Right. You can. You can reach me on social media, Bridget uh, Johnson, uh, on Facebook, as well as uh, Instagram, Prophetic Citations. Um, uh, they, that's it. Yeah, I think it is. That's it. Um, Facebook and Instagram. Uh, you can reach me there. And so we're super excited about what God is doing. God is doing some great things, even in the pandemic. You have to know that, that you
1: have to push, even through the pandemic, God is doing great things. Right, well great, Pastor Bridget Johnson, once again, thank you for all of the great information and sharing your story and your testimony and everything that is so great and awesome about you. Uh, Truly again, I have, uh, I enjoyed this uh, conversation with you. And um, so, thank you so much for being a part of Exposure Spotlight Magazine because Pastor Bridget Johnson, your voice matters. God bless you. Bless you. Bless you. Thank you. Thank you. Rose Ella Sweets. Bringing you the best for any occasion weddings, anniversaries, birthdays, parties. You haven't tried any sweets until you have tried Rose Ella Cakes, Pies, Carlines. Call us at 225 937. 3, Spotlight Magazine, bringing you the best in news, entertainment, music, beauty, fashion, celebrity interviews, political issues, spotlighting local and national businesses, health and fitness, inspirational morals and values. If you would like to be featured and have a story to share, Give us a call at 225-394-7200 or email us at magazine at gmail.com. Again, you can reach us at 225-394-7200 where your voice matters. Exposure ExposureSpotlightMagazine. Magazine.